Joining us today on Austin Hellenic Radio is Dean Karnazis. Known as the Ultramarathon Man, Dean has been named one of the top 100 most influential people in the world by Time Magazine, one of the fittest men on the planet by Men's Fitness Magazine, and has been a New York Times bestselling author. Dean, thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. To start us off today, what inspired you to devote your life to health and fitness and to begin running marathons? I guess it's my uh, Greek heritage. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, obviously, uh, Philippides, uh, the, the first marathoner, was um, an Athenian. So uh, I think it's, it's in my blood. I started running home from kindergarten when I was six years old and just have uh, always loved to run. Tell us about some of the races and competitions that you have participated in. Well, you know, I've, I've had the uh, pleasure of traveling around the globe now uh, twice. So I've raced and competed on all seven continents of Earth. And those have included um, uh, a race to the South Pole. So I ran a marathon to the South Pole. Uh, I've run across the Atacama Desert in Chile. Uh, I've run across the Gobi Desert in Central Asia, the Sahara Desert. Um, I've done runs in Death Valley uh, in the Canadian Rockies and in Africa and Namibia. So I've uh, pretty much, you know, <laughs> made it. Uh, a living and, a, and something I very much enjoy doing is traveling and, and racing and competing. And one of your major achievements has also been running 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days here in the United States. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, you know, I learned about this club of people called the 50 State Club. And these are folks that have run marathons in all of the 50 U.S. states. And I was talking to a gentleman who had just completed his 50th state. And I said, you know, how, how long did this endeavor take you? And he said, well, it took me about eight and a half years to complete all 50. And I thought, oh, I don't have eight and a half years. Let's see um, if I can, you know, tighten up the, the timeline here. And so I figured, well, let's try I was trying to do a marathon in consecutive days for, for 50 states. And that's how that was kind of the genesis of the event. People didn't think it would be possible. A lot of people said, boy, I can barely walk for a week after running one marathon. You know, how are you going to do that 50, 50 days over? And I just figured, you know, give it a try and see how it goes. And, you know, lo and behold, I was able to complete the task. What is your normal everyday workout regimen like, and how is it altered to prepare for a new competition or challenge, such as running 50 marathons in 50 days? Well, you know, I look at athletics uh, as part of a lifestyle. So I think it's, you know, it's important for people to make healthy, active living uh, part of their priority, their life priority, as important as anything else. So not only do I train diligently and work out, you know, very rigorously. I also have changed my diet considerably, you know, to optimize my performance. So I look at, you know, the complete person when I um, look at, you know, how to be the best athlete someone can be. Uh, my training usually starts uh, with some, you know, um, base running. So, you know, on a good morning, I'll run a marathon before breakfast. I'll get up uh, 3, 4 in the morning and uh, run, you know, 25, 26 miles. And then, you know, I've got two great kids, so I always like fixing them breakfast in the morning when I can and getting them to school. And then um, I also do a, a lot of uh, upper body training. So I have my office set up um, at waist level. I, I don't sit at all throughout the day. So I'm on my feet constantly. Even now during the interview, I'm not sitting down. I, I don't have a, an office seat. <laughs> Uh, I do all my writing standing up and everything else standing up. 
and then I rotate between sets of, uh, I have a pull-up bar in my office. I do pull-ups, I have a, a sit-up mat, I do sit-ups and push-ups, and I cycle through those throughout the day in between you know, emails and conference calls and interviews. Uh, I'll jump onto some pull-ups and push-ups and sit-ups. Aside from the physical preparation and workouts, there must also be a great deal of mental preparation that is involved in order to take on these new challenges. How do you prepare yourself mentally for challenges that may seem daunting? Well, yeah, there's a great saying. There's a race here on the west coast of California called the Western States 100-Mile Endurance Run. And they say you run the first 50 miles with your legs and the next 50 miles with your mind. So you very much hit the nail on the head there. It's as much about a mental, it's probably more of a mental challenge than a physical challenge at a point. And, you know, one thing that I do is I, I really reflect on experience. That's, that's an area where um, experience is invaluable because it teaches you um, that you're better than you think you are and you can go further than you think you can. Um, I'm always pushing the limit and when I think things look bad, uh, I can reflect back and say, wow, it feels bad now, but do you remember that race? It was really bad and you got through it. So I think experience um, speaks volumes for helping someone get through low points. I also think that you can't be afraid to fail. I think that um, we're so afraid of failure that we never find out how far we can go. And I always tell people, you know, push yourself to failure, uh, embrace failure, um, welcome it, celebrate failure. Uh, until you until you fail, you don't know you know just how far you can go. So I say to people, um, learn from your failures. Um, you know, get to that edge and cross <laughs> cross over the edge and fall off the cliff, and you know, learn from the the mistakes you make along the way, and, and that's how you are able to go further and further. You mentioned this a bit earlier in the interview, and you've spoken many times about the importance of healthy eating and a healthy diet. What is your diet like, and what is, in your view, the importance of good nutrition? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I, Although I'm Greek-American, I pretty much have um, converted to an uh, entirely Mediterranean diet. So I eat um, lots of uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. I eat primarily lean meats and a lot of fish. I get my fats from good sources like olive oil. I don't eat um, any hydrogenated fats or trans fats, uh, no high fructose corn syrup. I try not to eat any processed foods, so I try not to eat foods that come in a bag at all. And I just found this really helps sustain my energy level throughout the day and really help with my overall body weight and just endurance. And on this topic, you were recently invited to the White House by First Lady Michelle Obama to talk about the importance of getting back to a healthier lifestyle. How can we as a society get back to healthier living and to a healthier diet? Well, that's a really good question. And, you know, it was, it was a great honor meeting um, First Lady Michelle Obama. I have, you know, tremendous admiration for her. And she has a, a campaign called Let's Move that's really trying to encourage Americans to get out and become more active. Um, to me, you know, again, it's it's a matter of prioritizing um, your life and what is the most important priorities in your life. And I tell people to make, you know, your health as important as, as any other element, as your job, as your family or anything else. Because let's face it, if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. I um, mean, you know, all the material um, flourishments in the world are not going to help you if, if you're not healthy. So I tell people, first and foremost, um, put health at you know the, the the pinnacle of um, of what's important to you, and then base everything else around that. So I think with that paradigm shift to you know becoming a healthier person, it's easier to kind of navigate through which foods to eat and so forth. And you know that's 
kind of how I tell people to approach it is find something you love to do as far as an activity. Let's face it, you know, running's not for everyone, but find what you love to do. Um, and, you know, if you, if you don't love what you're doing as, as an activity, you're not going to keep it up. So find something you love to do and incorporate it into your lifestyle and make it part of your everyday routine. You've run 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days. You've run to the South Pole. You've run across Death Valley. Looking back, what has been your most challenging experience, in your opinion, to date? <laughs> Raising two kids. <laughs> that goes beyond anything else I've ever done. I've taken on a lot of physical challenges. You know, I, w I would say that uh, probably I most recently ran from California to New York City. So I ran 3,000 miles across the country in uh, 75 uh, continuous days of running 40 to 50 miles a day. And that was uh, by far, uh, I would say, my most daunting challenge. But again, nothing compares to, uh, <laughs> to raising two kids, especially as they start approaching their teens. You mentioned that many of the experiences that you've developed over the years as a runner have also been applicable to you in the business world as well. Tell us about how some of these experiences have helped you out in business. Yeah, I think that you know there are a lot of lessons that translate from athletics to business, and I've got to say, um, vice versa as well. There's a lot of business lessons I've learned that have helped me with my athletics. Like you know, one thing I think that's very poignant um, with regard to business and athletics is the idea of taking a um, a larger, seemingly impossible task and breaking it down into smaller, manageable, bite-sized pieces. Really, you know, baby steps, as I call it. So when you look at something like running 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days, it's, it's rather daunting just to think, well, even the logistics around that are, are going to be tremendous, let alone getting all the necessary uh, accommodations and everything else to support even the ability to go to all 50 states in 50 days. Then you've got to run. You've got to layer on top of that, you know, the, the training and the preparation uh, that goes into it, and it's it's really overwhelming. So I, you know, what I say is, we'll break it down into smaller pieces. Approach it one step at a time. Um, you know, you you know what the overall goal is, and that's to complete 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days. Um, but you know, keep that overall goal in mind. But every day, have a smaller micro goal that you can accomplish on the way to getting to this bigger goal. And, and in that way, um, you know, baby steps can lead to uh, the accomplishments of great voyages. You have also been involved in a number of different charitable initiatives as well. Tell us about some of your involvement with charity. Well, you know, to me, the, the greatest service to mankind is, is giving back. And I always find much, much greater reward in helping others become the best that they can be versus me striving the best that I can be. So I think that, the, you know, the mark of a true champion is to use that you know, individual's ability to help inspire others and improve others' lives. So my way of doing that is to um, support kids' foundations, primarily um, foundations and activities that are focused on getting kids outside and getting kids active. Uh, here in the U.S., we have a tremendous issue with, with childhood obesity. I mean, uh, a third of our youth are either overweight or obese, and that's, you know, upwards of 25 million kids. And that's really our future in this country. And, you know, when these kids are suffering from maladies like adult-onset diabetes in their teens, it's really, really tragic to me. And it's primarily because uh, they don't get outside, they don't exercise, and they have poor diets. So I try to, you know, inspire and encourage them 
I try to provide funding to support programs that bring in uh, healthier lunches to school programs, um, that bring physical education programs back into schools because they've been cut from the curriculum of a lot of schools, and getting kids outside and, and healthy. And it's been a tremendous reward for me to see kids um, change their ways, to go from being, you know, little fat Johnny to, hey, I'm running, you know, I'm running 5Ks now. Uh, and it's just, it's been um, very, very gratifying for me. Having accomplished so much, what is the next challenge which you aim to conquer? <laughs> well, this is a big one, um, but I'd, I'd like to um, set out on a global expedition to run a marathon in every country of the world in a one-year period. So right now, the United Nations recognizes 204 independent nations. Starting next year, I'd like to set out on a global expedition to run a marathon in each of these 204 countries in the span of one year. Wow, that is quite a goal indeed. Uh, and I'm sure some countries would be a little bit harder to plan than others, but certainly a very, very worthy goal to try to put together and certainly something that uh, we'll be following for sure. Well, I, um, you know, like I said, baby steps. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm working with the State Department right now to try to get permission to, to go into countries like North Korea, um, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan uh, to run a marathon. And I just I really want to include every single country. So that's my goal. That's my dream. And we'll see where it goes. Before we wrap up, I believe you will be having an appearance here in Austin in the coming days as well. Tell us about this engagement and where our listeners can find out more information about you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the engagement is a, at the Austin Convention Center, and it's called The Running Event. And it's, a, it's basically a, an industry trade show all about running. So uh, there's running shoes, there's running clothing and apparel, um, there's all kinds of the new technology, the GPS technology, heart rate trackers and such revolving around running and exercise. So I'll be there Thursday, this coming Thursday, as you said, and people can actually go probably to my website is the best place to find information, and that would be um, ultramarathonman.com. And there's more information there in the schedule about um, about the show, where I'll be, when I'll, uh, where I'll be signing books, and so forth. If they want to come out. Wonderful. Well, Dean, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today on Austin Hellenic Radio.